this celebrity lost 14 pounds in seven days, or this celebrity dropped 20 pounds in 10 days. So when I tell people and when I tell clients how long it has taken me to lose the 15 pounds that I have lost thus far in this fat loss phase, it's met with some surprise. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Meet Me at the Barbell, where we bring you authentic conversations surrounding your training and nutrition so that you can feel confident and empowered when it comes to your health and fitness. From powerlifting to fad diets to hot girl walks and beyond, we cover it all. I'm your host, Erin Taylor. Hello and welcome to another episode of Meet Me at the Barbell. A little content warning for today's episode, we are going to be discussing weighing in, tracking our weight, scale measurements, body composition changes, and tracking calories in today's episode. So if this is not the episode for you, please feel free to exit out now and join us back next week. So obviously from today's title, I am going to be talking to you guys about my current fat loss phase and how long it has taken me to lose 15 pounds. If you follow me on Instagram, you might be aware that I am currently losing weight in order to compete at a new weight class for powerlifting. So in the past, I've competed at a few higher weight classes, and now I am trying to go down a weight class just for a personal goal to be slightly more competitive and see how I feel at that new body weight. So with the title, it took me how long to lose 15 pounds? A little bit of clickbait there, but it's really normal to walk into a grocery store and see a magazine saying, you know, this celebrity lost 14 pounds in seven days, or this celebrity dropped 20 pounds in 10 days. So when I tell people and when I tell clients how long it has taken me to lose the 15 pounds that I have lost thus far in this fat loss phase, it's met with some surprise. And I'm not surprised that people are surprised when we see so many things on social media and on TV and just everywhere surrounding us about quick weight loss. You also have situations with coworkers telling you that they lost four pounds overnight on their new diet, or they lost 10 pounds in the first week of trying keto. And that's really what I want to address in today's episode. I want to talk about sustainable fat loss, not just weight loss, which we're going to cover the difference between fat loss and weight loss later in the episode. But I want to talk about how I have approached this fat loss phase, some of the tools that have helped me during this fat loss phase, and how I was able to drop these 15 pounds over the course of a reasonable amount of time. And I know that I'm going to be able to sustain it long after these few months are over. So to answer the question posed in today's episode title of how long it took me to lose these 15 pounds, the answer is around 16 weeks. I competed in March and then I went on vacation at the end of March and I started this fat loss phase in April. So I have averaged about 0.8 to 1 pound lost per week for the duration of this current fat loss phase that I am in. As a general recommendation for my clients, I never like to see them lose more than 0.5 to 1% of their body weight. When we set that parameter, it just allows us to make sure that the weight loss is actually fat loss. It's slow and steady. We're maintaining muscle mass. We're not going to see extreme decreases in performance or energy, mood, sleep patterns, all of that good stuff that we want to keep feeling really nice so that we don't 
hate our lives while we're in a caloric deficit and in a fat loss phase. So 16-ish weeks, 15 pounds down, I really want to cover three tools that I have in my tool belt that have really helped me in not only this fat loss phase, but also just in maintenance phases and in surplus phases, and that I think would be really beneficial to anyone out there, not only for a fat loss phase. So even if you are somebody who is not in a current fat loss phase, this is still a helpful episode for you. You just might implement the tools a little bit differently. So number one, the first tool that I have all of my clients download, especially if they are in a fat loss phase, is Happy Scale. For now, I think it is only on iPhones. So if you have a different phone, I am so sorry. I don't think you can use this, but Happy Scale is the app that I recommend to all clients. If you are an Android user, Samsung user, or different phone, um, you can actually set up like an Excel document and put some formulas in to track this. Um, I'm going to try and find an app for you guys that is helpful, but for now, happy scale for iPhone users. So what it does is you log your weight every single day under the same conditions. So why daily weigh-ins are so important is if we just take random data points on a random Monday and then decide to weigh in the following Wednesday, we are missing so many data points in between that can show us the overall trend of our weight loss or weight gain that we're missing if we don't weigh in every single day. When we weigh in every single day, we are able to get a big picture trend of if we are steadily losing, if we are steadily gaining, if we are steadily maintaining. And what it also does is it normalizes the ebbs and flow of the scale. So it is normal to see slight spikes and valleys and dips in our weight. There are numerous things that affect our scale weight, and notice how I'm saying weight here, not fat. So we're going to dive into that really quick. Things that affect weight, how much sodium or salt we had the day before in our meals, if we are inflamed from a tough workout or an injury or sickness, if we are stressed, if we didn't get enough sleep the night before, if we got too much sleep the night before, the time that we ate our last meal before going to bed, affecting how much food is undigested, bathroom business. Like I could go on and on and on about what affects the number that we see on the tiny little scale we step on in our bathroom every single morning. So that three, four pound increase on the scale that we see after eating hibachi and way more oil and (laughs) sodium and butter than we are used to is not fat gain. That is just a normal fluctuation on the scale after an a meal out that our body is unaccustomed to. So that is not fat gain, that is weight gain. That is a scale spike. So happy scale normalizes these ebbs and flows and we're able to look at the data and kind of take a step back and not attach so much worth to each individual weigh-in and instead pay attention to the things like loss per week and average moving weight. So those are two things that happy scale uses. It tells you how much you're averaging lost per week or average gained per week if uh, you are in a surplus phase and looking to gain weight. It can also tell you if you are maintaining weight and you see your trend line from month to month to month. So we're really zooming out and looking at big picture and we're not focusing so much on those daily weigh-ins. So even though we're weighing in daily, I find that Happy Scale really helps me to disconnect from those daily weigh-ins. Now, if daily weigh-ins are not for you and you know that they don't work for you, don't do it. But I do urge you, if you are hell-bent on entering into a fat loss phase, but you do not think that you are capable of weighing in daily, 
that is usually a red flag to me that you are not ready for a fat loss phase, that you need to work out some things on the inner psyche before we can start working out the, you know, the outward appearance things. And I highly, highly, highly recommend that you get connected with a professional that can go over, you know, some body image things and delve into whether or not you're really ready for a fat loss phase. And the second thing that has absolutely changed the way that I approach my fat loss phases, flexible macro tracking. So instead of having to focus on an exact amount of fats, an exact amount of carbs, an exact amount of protein, and a calorie goal, when I am in a fat loss phase, I just focus on a protein goal in a calorie goal. So I am not sharing those numbers exactly. I will share that I minimum eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So, you know, if I weigh 155 pounds, I am taking in 155 grams of protein. And then I pay attention to a specific calorie goal for myself for a fat loss phase, which again, I'm not sharing because it's irresponsible. We're all different. We all need different amounts of calories, even if our height and weight is the same because everybody is different and individual. Anywho, so I focus on protein and calories and I let my carbs and fats kind of fall where they may. Now, when I say this, do keep in mind that I am a very consistent eater. I am a creature of habit. I eat very similar things for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I just make a few tweaks. So I'm always having a carb source. I'm always having a fat source. I'm always having a protein source. So even when I'm letting them fall where they may, I'm I'm usually clocking in pretty consistently and I do have minimum set for myself. So if I do have a day where I have meals that are higher in fat, I still make sure that I have a minimum amount of carbs. If I have a day that's higher in carbs, I still make sure that I have a minimum of fats. And I also pay attention to fiber. So if some people kind of let the fats and carbs fall where they may, they may find that they just you know, neglect carbs altogether. And usually when that happens, we miss out on a lot of micronutrients because we're not eating fruits, we're not eating whole grains, we're not getting our fiber in, all of that stuff. So I'm taking a flexible approach, whereas I'm not saying, okay, Erin, you have to hit X fat, X carb, X protein, but I am still being cognizant and aware of the food that I'm intaking, but I really only care about nailing that protein goal within five-ish, five-ish to 10 grams a day. And I'm not as hell-bent on hitting a specific number of fats and carbs. This is really helpful for people who are newer to tracking. It's a lot lower barrier to entry to tracking macros is what I like to call it. And you still get the benefits. And it also allows you to kind of flesh out what types of foods that you prefer. Some people feel a lot better on way higher carb, like 65% of their diet um, or their calories coming from carbs. A lot of people feel better on 45% of their daily caloric intake coming from carbs. So people are different. And it's going to vary from person to person, but I really enjoy using this flexible approach to tracking my macros during a fat loss phase. And third and finally, steps. Guys, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you get annoyed with me posting my little boomerangs of my feet, my bare feet on the treadmill or walking outside in my tattered vans, but steps are so crucial in a fat loss phase and just for general health overall. So the current research shows that our health benefits kind of peak somewhere around 7,000 steps and then they kind of level off after there. So for things like 
preventing heart disease and things like that, you're not going to see exponentially more benefit from getting more than 7,000 steps. So if you're somebody who's averaging like anywhere from like two to 5,000 steps a day, upping that to that 7K mark is going to be really beneficial for you. But above that, getting in your steps to increase your non-exercise activity thermogenesis otherwise known as NEAT, is an excellent way to increase your caloric expenditure and help yourself out in a fat loss phase. So we're going to dive into this, don't worry. In a fat loss phase, we want to be in a caloric deficit. That is how we lose fat. We have to ensure that we're in that deficit in one of two ways. We can either cut our food intake down and eat less calories, or we can increase our energy expenditure via more exercise, but that really taps out pretty quick. There's only so many hours in a day that you can go to the gym, or we can focus on NEAT, which is actually a very easy thing for most people to increase, non-exercise activity. So parking further away at the grocery store, taking the steps over the elevator, standing up while you work at a standing desk, and maybe breaking up your day once an hour, taking a trip to the bathroom to get some steps in, going for a 30-minute walk after dinner, all of these things, playing with your kids, cleaning your house, doing yard work. So these are all ways that we can increase our NEAT. And why this is so important is if we increase the amount of calories that we're expending through that, we don't have to decrease our food as quickly or as often during a fat loss phase. So I've been able to keep my calories the same. I have only made one decrease in calories this entire fat loss phase and the rest I have just strategically increased my expenditure. I started off with an 8,000 step count goal. I upped it to 10,000 recently. I did some cardio sprinkled in there, but I noticed that when I took it out, it didn't slow down my weight loss at all. So I haven't even added any organized cardio, which I probably should because cardio is great for you. So not saying that cardio is bad. I'm saying I'm lazy. Um, But anywho, so our bodies do not want to lose weight, even if we need to lose weight for health reasons or for a competition like I am cutting for. Our bodies don't want to lose their energy stores. That's not fun for them. They get stressed out when we're in a deficit. It's not the best time for our bodies. So when we put ourselves into a deficit, our bodies are automatically going to try and move less. We're going to feel tired. We're going to feel less motivated to go to the gym. So keeping an eye on your steps, whether that's through a Fitbit or a pedometer or whatever, is so important. Buy a cheap one off of Amazon. Look on Facebook Marketplace for a used one if you can't invest in a new one. But get an idea, idea of how many steps you're taking in. So... I'm going to wrap this up, but if you are somebody who wants to enter into a fat loss phase, my first recommendation is download Happy Scale. Get an idea of are we maintaining weight right now? Are we gaining weight right now? Are we losing weight right now? How do we feel about daily weigh-ins? Get a pedometer or a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. Start tracking your steps. Are we moving at all? Are we getting 2,000 steps in a day? Could we maybe shoot for six or seven this week? And then third, if you feel comfortable, maybe get a baseline and start tracking your calories and see where you're at. See how much protein you're taking in every day. Are there changes that we can make that we need to make before we just jump right into a fat loss phase. Now I'm kind of leaving you guys on a cliffhanger because that's going to be next week's episode. 
are you ready for a fat loss phase or earning the right to diet? I haven't really decided on the title yet, but um, we'll dive way more into that next week. So if you want to spend the week in between this episode and next, kind of getting those things ready, maybe getting you a Fitbit, maybe getting familiar with a tracking app. I really like Macro Factor. Chronometer's really good. If you use my Fitness Pal, just be careful. It I just don't like the calories that they spit out with any of these. If you've never tracked before, I really just recommend getting a baseline of what you've been doing anyway and ignore what they say. But anywho, here I am going off script. This is what happens when I close my phone and my notes app goes away and I'm just left to my own devices. So I'm going to end this episode right here. I hope that this was helpful. I hope everything made sense. Fat loss is such an individual subject and topic. So If you are somebody who has questions about a fat loss phase or about your situation in particular, I would love for you to shoot me an email, erin.strongnotsorry at gmail.com. We have a one-on-one nutrition coach on the team. We have three one-on-one strength coaches on the team. We have sports-specific coaches. We have it all, and we are here to help you guys, whether that's through another podcast episode, answering your questions, working with you one-on-one, fitting you with a small group, whatever it may be, we are here to help. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to leave a rating and review. If you have not already, share it with your friends, toss it up on your Instagram story, and we will see you guys in the next one.